we welcome in Dan Rosen from NHL.com. Back to Sports 1440. Good morning, uh, Dan. How, what did you make, first of all, of the uh, the stadium series, the two games uh, over the weekend at MetLife? Well, I thought it was great, and thanks for having me. Um, listen, I mean, this one was spe- extra special for me because – I literally live about 15, 20 minutes away from MetLife Stadium. Wow. So I grew up there. I grew up going to – well, not – I didn't go grow up going to Giants games there because it wasn't there when I was growing up. It was Giants Stadium. Uh, but the Meadowlands was my area, you know. I mean, I grew up going to games at Giants Stadium. I grew up going to Devils games at Brendan Byrne Arena and then Continental Arena. Hmm. To see 150,000-plus pack the stadium for two hockey games uh, in less than 24 hours was actually remarkable, uh, expected, but remarkable, and, to be, and and special for a guy like me who's you know, a hockey guy from Jersey. <laughs> was there, would you say, a much different vibe between the two games, or were they similar? Um, so there's two. So in the press box, it's enclosed, right? So you can't really get the stadium vibe. But I, I did get it. I walked outside. I spent a lot of time outside for both games. And I think there was a different vibe. There really was. It was uh, – it, it both were special and unique. But the, 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 you know, the end of the game and the game itself on Sunday – the way it went with the Rangers and coming back and, and, you know, the Islanders fans definitely were there, but it was definitely pro Rangers fan base there. Uh, it was as loud as I've ever heard a place, to be honest with you. And I was in the press box when it happened that they came back and you could still, the building was shaking. It really was. Um, outside the tailgate was spectacular for the Devils Flyers game because the fans were in the parking lot super early. Like it was a it was a classic NFL style tailgate that was going on. And MetLife there's a huge vast parking lot, so a lot was going on there. It was a great environment um, Saturday night at MetLife. It was special. They had the concert going on too. And then Sunday was just raucous. Just completely raucous. Uh, so they were a little bit different, uh, I, I do think, but but both just, you know, amazing. And what about the scores? I mean, we're talking uh, 20 goals, I guess, between the two goals. games. That's, yeah. you know, normally these outdoor games, it's tough. But, man, offensive plenty. I, yeah, and that's the beauty. That was also that added to it. You know, both games, you have goals scored in the first two minutes, 32 seconds into the game, uh, you know, for Nico Heeshear and – what was it, a minute and a half for the Rangers to score? Um, you know, I mean, like, that was that added to it, right? I mean, you got the fans. You had the hoopla. You have the hype, the pomp and circumstance, the flyover, you know, the anthem, the big flag, and the intros are incredible. And then, bang, the hockey game begins, and people are kind of settling in, and then you got, you got a goal right away. And I think that really helped the whole event was bang you had offense right away and then you and it was continuous offense um and it's you know the especially 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 the uh the sunday game where the rangers in the power play coming back pulling the goalie um scoring two six on four goals six on four power play goals 
Um, yeah, the offense really added to it. I think it did. And getting the goals early made a big difference, I think. Mm, good points. Uh, Dan Rosen, NHL.com, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Uh, in that Ranger game, uh, Dan, we were keeping an eye on uh, Matt Rempe. Uh, who got in a scrap with Matt Martin off the hop. Rempe played as junior uh, tier two here uh, for Spruce Grove Saints years ago, but this guy's an absolute monster. Yep. What was the, when, when he dropped the gloves right off the hop there, what was that like? Well, old school. Yeah. It was old school, but old school in a good way. You know, like not old school, like you take a two-handed whack at a guy and then a brawl breaks out, right? I mean, it was old school in a good way. It was, this kid's getting his first shift in the NHL. He's a big towering presence. Um, he's got, he's got, you know, he drops the gloves. He likes to do it. He goes out there with Matt Martin, who's obviously one of the last of his kind remaining in the NHL. And Matt Martin asked him, do you want to go? And the kid said, yeah. And they did, and it was a good one. I'm not a huge fighting guy. I'm not, but that was a good one. And they go, and then after the game, Rempe said that he wanted to thank Matt Martin for giving him his first one and for letting him. And after the fight, he said, Martin said to him in the penalty box, like, way to go, Remps, welcome to the league, or something like that. You know? Like, that's old school. That's old school, and I thought it was great that that happened. It got the kid right into it. You saw him pumping up the crowd. So I'm taking out. He had his jersey off in the in the penalty box. Um, you know. What a day. What yeah. a day for Matt Rempe. It really was. A great moment. And, of course, yeah, as, as I said, he played uh, for Spruce Grove here in the Alberta Junior Hockey League uh, a handful of years ago. So, uh, Dan Rosen with us, uh, NHL.com on the Sports 1440 here. Um, our St. Albert Dodge game of the day, or one of them, tonight, Vancouver in Colorado. What do you make of this one, Dan? Two of the top teams in the league going head-to-head in Denver. Easily could be a Western Conference final preview. Uh, it's Titans going at it. Um, the thing about it is I think the Canucks are a more complete team right now than the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche are uh, a little bit top-heavy in the sense. I mean, I think, you know, the world of McKinnon and McCarr and Rantanen, but so much is on their shoulders where it doesn't feel that way in Vancouver. It's a little bit more spread out. And adding Lindholm, obviously, makes it even more spread out for the Canucks. Um, the, the Avalanche are a team that may need to act a little bit at the deadline certainly for a backup goalie they can't keep running out uh, Alexander Georgiev and expect them to be fresh for the playoffs too but overall it's the battle of the Titans in the Western Conference, two of the best teams and it, it easily could be a Western Conference final preview type game, I would expect a good one there and it's just it's a, I think it's a great story what the Canucks have done you know, it really traces back to when Rick Tockett took over last year. Uh, they started to take off. Their game got a lot better. Um, they they bought in right away, and you could start to see it. Then when Thatcher Demko came back at the end of last season, you saw a team really start to play better. But there was no pressure on the Canucks at the time. It was They were out of it, right? The games didn't – they mattered, but they didn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. They come into this year when it matters, and they've been – the best team in the NHL from the start of the season to right now. You can't argue it. And I, it starts, it goes back to, you know, over a year ago when Tocca took over and, and things just started to change for them. And then they got their number one goalie back too. What did you make of last night? So Vancouver goes into Minnesota 10-7. Uh, I would think things yeah. tighten up a bit more tonight. 
I would think they'll tighten up more. Yeah, that one is – we talk about 20 goals over two games at MetLife for the stadium series. Like, that's insane. That's something you'll never you, – we won't see that again for a long time. Things will tighten up, no question about it. Get that one out of your system and go back to playing a strong defensive game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Rosen with us on Sports 1440. Uh, back uh, to Colorado right now. Your vote for Hart Trophy, would it go to Nathan McKinnon right now? Um, I'll tell you what. Probably, mm-hmm. probably, because I, I just think – he impacts a game in so many ways, just so many different ways, because there's there's nobody else in the league that I, I can think of that can combine the skill, speed, and power that Nathan McKinnon has, and he impacts the game in all three ways. He plays fast, so you got to keep up with him. He plays powerful, so you got to watch out for him. And he is so skillful that he'll beat you that way any day of the week, right? So probably... But I will say Nikita Kucherov is having this season that we've seen Kucherov have before, but we've seen him have it before when Braden Point was on top of his game and Stamkos was piling up points and all that, right? Yeah. He is doing this. He's got, I don't know the number now, but you know, as of a few days ago, it was like 30-some-odd more points than anybody else on his team. And they're right in the thick of the playoff race. They need help. The injury to Sergachev is a killer. But they're right in there. And they're struggling a little bit because they need help now. But Kucherov has done it all season, and he's been not a one-man band, but, you know, this is Taylor Hall-esque for when he did it with the Devils and he won the, the Hart Trophy. So if it continues and the Lightning get in the playoffs and Kucherov outscores his his teammates by 30 or 40 points, I find it hard not to give it to him. Hmm. But right now, I would say, in my mind, McKinnon is the favorite with Kucherov right there and honestly, McDavid, <laughs> you know, coming up close. He'll have something to say about it here in the final 30 games. There's no question yeah. about that. Uh, also tonight uh, with uh, Colorado and Vancouver, uh, how excited would you say you'd be to see what quite likely would be the top two defensemen in the league on the ice sheet tonight. Yeah, that's the best thing. I, I, I think it's Quinn Hughes is out. He's been at, we know how good Kale McCarr has been, right? Quinn Hughes, for some reason, I don't get it, but I guess I can understand it because he's so shifty and so offensive and so good with the puck and one of the best passers in the league, one of the best playmakers, that people forget about his defensive play, but you don't. I don't put so much stock into plus minus, but this guy on a team that was a minus last year was like a plus twenty or whatever he was, mm-hmm. a plus fifteen, and that tells you something about how he plays. It's not always just how you defend. Defending is a lot of the time getting the puck back and going and keeping the puck. That's good defense, having offense, right? Yeah. And Quinn Hughes is among the best in the world at it. McCarr too. They're totally different players but they're both electrifying defensemen who can take over a game at moment's notice. And I think that's a great thing. Another great thing about this matchup is 
you, you do have McCarr and Hughes in it. Listen, I mean, it, it's a terrific matchup all around, mm-hmm. and that's why if it ends up being a Western Conference final preview, we are going to get our money's worth on that one. Uh, two good teams tonight going head-to-head for sure. Uh, trade deadline coming up here in, uh, well, about 19 days or so, Dan. Are you keeping an eye on anyone in particular that you think is going to be moving, and where do you think uh, uh, do you think a team in particular makes a certain splash more than others? Well, yeah, I mean, look, the Calgary Flames are the team to keep an eye on. I think they kind of control this deadline right now. It's a defense-heavy deadline, and they've got two guys in Hannafin and Tanev who are wanted. And it's just, I, you know, the, the fact is we know there are reports out there that Noah Hannafin has had an eight-year contract on the table from the Flames. It's not signed yet, uh, unless something has happened in the last, whatever, 12 minutes I've been on the phone with you guys. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's not signed yet, and if it's not signed by now, to me, it's a sign that he doesn't want to be there, right? He, he doesn't want to invest the next eight years of his career, the big years of his career there. So uh, my guess is he gets traded. Uh, uh, it's a, I think that's a fair, safe assumption. And Tanev, too, is another one. Big, snarly, physical defenseman, size on him, uh, also a pending UFA like Hannafin. What a terrific rental he would be for any team. He could slide him in right away and you know, it'd be a seamless transition. And, you know, obviously a team like the Maple Leafs or a team like the Oilers really could, yeah. you know, could use that. Um, so I think the Flames are the team that control a lot of this right now. They're very interesting. And, the, and I just talked about the Lightning. And Noah Hannafin would be a perfect fit for them right now with the loss of Sergeyev. The question is for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who we know always try to finagle and make a, mo- a big move around the deadline. They don't have their first round or their second round pick this year, and they don't have their first round pick next year. So I don't know how they do it, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And they don't, their prospect pool isn't exactly filled to the brim either because they've depleted their draft capital and their prospect pool in trades to stay contender to add at the deadline of previous years. I, I don't know how they do it. If the Flames are going to trade Hannafin, they're probably going to want a first round pick back in return at least, and a lot more beyond that. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are a perfect fit, don't have that to offer right now. Yeah, they just have no assets uh, in Tampa Bay. Yeah. One last one for you, Dan. Just uh, your thoughts on Yarmer Yager's uh, weekend in Pittsburgh with the, the Jersey retirement and, and everything that happened in Pitt. Who's better than Yager? He's <laughs> the best. You know, like, yeah, he's one of my favorites of all time to cover, to write about, to be around. Uh, it was like it was just an absolute pleasure and an honor to to be able to cover him. His time in New York with the Devils a little bit, the Flyers. I wasn't around when he did it, you know, when he played for Pittsburgh. But obviously, it was a great welcome back. He goes on the ice. He he didn't just go on the ice and skate around with them and practice. He practiced with them. He had a full practice with them. He skates with them in warmups. He sat with the media in the press conference that time. Like he was, Yager's the best. And I thought it was. Everything that came out of that weekend in Pittsburgh, the only thing that, that was missing, I like to say, was me. Like, I would have loved to have been there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you can't be <laughs> in two places there, at once, though. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's personal. That's just very selfish of me. But, you know, I would have loved to have been in two places at once this weekend. Hey, Dan, really appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the uh, busy uh, few days coming up to trade deadline here. And uh, thanks for hopping on. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you.